The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. LinkedIn presents. Howdy, everyone. It's a new week on the Next Big Idea Daily, the show that offers you quick masterclasses in better living. Whether you're fixing your morning coffee, feeding your pet, or commuting to work, my goal is to give you a quick shot of insight from an expert, a life lesson to help you live a little smarter. Our topic this week is decision-making, because I think it's one of the most useful but elusive skills a person can have. Now, maybe you've been described as indecisive, as I have, or maybe not. But I think we can agree that at times, all of us struggle with those big forks in the road, what to major in, who to date, to hire or fire, to reproduce or not. We're defined by the choices we make, so strengthening your decision-making muscle might make you a better version of yourself at work and at home. So I've assembled some of our favorite writers to offer guidance this week. First up is Annie Duke, a National Science Foundation fellow in psychology turned professional poker player turned corporate coach. After making millions on the pro circuit, Annie realized that the poker table was a perfect crucible of decision-making and that the choices she made in tournaments might apply to all sorts of life questions, including, notably, when to fold. Here's Annie to share some of the key insights from her book, Quit, The Power of Knowing When to Walk Away. Quit shouldn't be a dirty word. Quitting has a nearly universal negative connotation. In the popular mind, quitting means failing, capitulating, losing. Quitting is a weakness, a vice. If someone called you a quitter, would you ever consider it a compliment? The answer is obviously no. In comparison, grit is a virtue. Perseverance builds character. In fact, perseverance is character. The ones who stick with it are the heroes of the story. But it shouldn't be this way where grit is good and quitting is bad because context matters. If you stick to something that is no longer worth it, like a dead-end job, a toxic relationship, or a stock that's a loser, there's nothing wrong with quitting. In fact, in those situations, there is everything right with quitting. A common misconception about quitting is that it slows or even stops your progress toward your long-term goals. Actually, the reverse is true. Anytime you stay mired in a losing endeavor, that is when you are slowing your progress. Contrary to popular belief, quitting will get you to where you want to go faster. Quitting on time will usually feel like quitting too early. Paradoxically, the very uncertainty that makes quitting so valuable usually keeps us from taking advantage of it. It's a decision we usually get to too late. The problem is that just as the decision to start something is made under uncertainty, so is the decision to quit or stop. That means that if you quit when the time is right, you won't know for sure, for absolute certain, that it is the best choice. When it comes to walking away, which means abandoning all the resources of time and energy and money and attention we have put into something, we have a need to be sure there is no other choice. That means we won't walk away until it is a dead certainty that we can't turn things around. If you turn around on the mountain or leave your job or end your startup venture or shut down a business project, that's when you go from the possibility of failure 
to having failed. That's when you know for sure there is no recovering the cause. That is a moment we don't want to face unless we know we have no other choice. So we usually get to the decision to quit too late. The corollary is that if we do quit on time, it will feel like we quit too early because that will mean we're walking away when there is still some chance of turning things around. And as long as that chance exists, it will feel too early to give up the cause. When it comes to quitting, decide in advance. As Nobel laureate Daniel Kahneman has said, the worst time to make a decision is when you're in it, when you are facing down the choice. If you want to eat healthy, it is hard to make good choices about what to eat when a box of chocolates is sitting right in front of you. That is when we are in it. The same is true for all decision-making, including quitting. It is hard to make a good choice about whether to stick or quit when you are facing down the decision to walk away. We know from the work on escalation of commitment and biases like the sunk cost fallacy that we are bad at paying attention to the signals that we should quit when we're in the middle of it. But the science also shows that if we imagine what signals we might see in the future that would tell us it's time to walk away and write those down, This advanced planning will increase the chances that we'll cut our losses when we ought to. Essentially, when you make a decision to start something, you can imagine what you could find out later that would tell you the project is no longer worth pursuing. Once you establish these kill criteria, literally criteria for killing a project or changing your mind or cutting your losses, you can commit in advance that you'll walk away when you encounter them. Kill criteria are one of the best tools for helping ensure that you quit sooner when persisting is no longer in your best interest. For example, if you're working at an entry-level position that has some prospect for advancement, figure out as early as you can the interim milestones for those who succeed, whether it's raises or initial promotions or additional responsibilities or whatever is specific in the company or practice. If you miss those marks, you can commit to initiating a new job search. The good news about kill criteria is that you haven't missed your chance to set them if you have already started an endeavor. At any point along the way, you can think about a future time frame and identify the benchmarks that you might miss or the signals you will be seeing that will tell you that you ought to walk away. After all, the present is always in advance of something. Get a quitting coach. Another way to help with the problem of making decisions when you're in it is to get an outside perspective. We've all been in that position where we see someone stubbornly sticking to something when it is clear they should quit, whether it's a dead-end job, a toxic relationship, or a failing business. Obviously, if you can see it when someone else is stuck, it stands to reason that other people can see the same thing when they look in on you. It's hard to see yourself clearly. If you find someone to help you with your quitting decisions, you can get that outside perspective that will help you make better choices. Your quitting coach could be a friend, a mentor, a coworker, a sibling, or a parent. When you think about it, a therapist is part quitting coach. The key to an effective relationship with a quitting coach is permission. You must give your coach permission to tell you the hard truth, even if those truths might hurt in the moment, because you know that is what is in your long-term best interest. Without this permission giving, your coach will have a tendency to tell you what they think you want to hear, what will spare your feelings. They'll have a tendency to cheerlead rather than tell you what they really see. That's why it's so important not just to find someone who has your back, but also give them permission to say the hard things. The fact is that quitting is hard. Whether you are thinking in advance about what might get you to walk away so you can get to the decision faster, 
or you are seeking outside counsel, you need strategies to get better at walking away. The failure to quit costs us too much, both in time spent on paths that are going nowhere and in the missed opportunities that the failure to quit prevents us from pursuing. We need to recognize that quitting is a skill and we need to get good at it. Well, there you have it, folks. Despite how the old saying goes, quitters often win. And sometimes quitting is just what you need to do to get ahead. Hope you enjoyed listening to Annie Duke. Tomorrow, we're going to hear from Columbia business professor Eric Johnson, who's made a deep study of choice architecture. Whether you're trying to make your own decision or influence someone else's, you'll want to hear him share the key insights from his book, The Elements of Choice, Why the Way We Decide Matters. One decision you can act on today, sign up for my newsletter by clicking on the link here in the episode notes. You'll get a weekly roundup of the best in new nonfiction. I promise no spam. And a convenient way to stay on top of the smartest ideas in leadership, creativity, relationships, productivity, and other topics you probably want to know about. I'm Michael Kopnett. See you tomorrow.